Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of URA's Pew Talk. We had a really busy couple of weeks in the world of Virginia Airsoft, and uh, to talk about it, we've got myself, Jeffy, we've got uh, Matt Fenrir, and we have Mike, a.k.a. Bigfoot. Um, We're going to go ahead and start by talking about an event that happened last weekend, um, Badlands 5 at CZ Airsoft. What did you guys think about that event? Anything you want to mention off the bat? Oh, I can say it was a ton, ton of fun, but so hot. (laughs) So hot. That heat was brutal, man. A U.S. team especially was starting to feel it near the end of that second half. Yep. So, Matt, you were CO for Scabs, right? I was indeed. How was that experience? Were your uh, soldiers willing and able or... They were. I had some really good squad leaders. Two of my three showed up. And they executed everything they needed to. Uh, I like the fact that when I get a team, the guys that want to join my team, I usually give them an overview of how we I want stuff to go during the day. And they don't need me after that, honestly. So fairly I show up and make them clean up and I'm done. Oh, that HQ cleanup after you've been running around all day? Man, that feels like torture. So, let me see. Field layout. I know CZ is more of like a forest terrain, but they've been working on developing it. How did you feel about the the trails and forest layout during uh, Badlands? Um, I enjoyed it. Um, It's early in CZ field, so it's not as developed as I know it will be. So we were more limited on movements but I don't feel like it impeded gameplay at all. Okay. I mean, we were, we were flanking. My team likes flanking. We were flanking, no problems. We had we had cover. Uh, it, was, it was great. No, I love the flanks on that, uh, that map there. There were some really sneaky trails you could use to kind of get around, and that came in clutch uh, during second half when uh, scavs were capturing objectives. Um we were really able to capture objectives and get away from a lot of the combat and be able to focus on the scores. That, that is true. The, there was one on the right side by the U.S. airport that we could have taken that CP and they would never have known we were there. We were just getting a little uh, big for our britches and try to take the airport too. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you got to push for it. You got to do, do not try. Um, so, Mr. Bigfoot... Did you have any favorite moments? Uh, funny moments, scary moments? Dude, totally. I had so many good moments at this game. Uh, a lot of how I play is real sneaky, and I like the really, really wide flanks that uh, both CZ fields, the old and the new, are actually really like prominent for. There's a lot of wide angles you can take. But yeah, yeah definitely uh, snuck up on a few people scared the the daylights out of some people it was good i think one of my favorite was um i was actually walking around with my smg not my sniper which is weird but walk around with my smg and i was just doing my thing moving slow through the forest to creep up on people and take some hard angles but i snuck up on a guy that he had no idea that i was there um basically shot him took him out walked up next to him because he he i scared him and he fell on the ground like i feel kind of bad oh no 
and it happened twice. So there was two guys this happened to. There was one that was kind of speedy. He had some like paintballish gear on, and there was another guy that was like in some like Milsimish gear. But I snuck up on him, got him out, walked by him, dropped the water bottle, and said, "I am the forest," and repelled right back into the forest and disappeared. <laughs> he uh he fell on the ground. I was like, "Dude, you scared me so bad." And I didn't say anything, but. Here's a water. You know, didn't even say that. I just dropped it and was like, I'm the forest and just took off. <laughs> so that hey. was one of my better moments. I think sniping, I sniped a majority of the day. And I think I, I tallied up about 22 kills sniper and 18. So that was, I remember uh, one of the times Um, it was out in that like very middle of the field uh, to the left side of log cabin. I got hit. And I was like crawling on the ground and I saw that, you know, you were nearby. So I was baiting people to come try and capture me uh, as the, the, you know, um, squad lead. And uh, you were able to ambush them when they were trying to make that move on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that one got me, too. I, I, was, <laughs> I was bragging to a couple buddies about that one. That one was funny because... Um, if you ever seen the meme where it's like the bear hiding behind a light post and he's like, they don't see me. That's how I felt because <laughs> I was hiding behind the smallest tree. But that mandrake just, it blends you in if nobody's looking for you. And that's, I use that to my advantage. I knew I was in the shadows and I knew how the breakup works with that malt, that mandrake. And uh, really, I just popped out and like, I think I got one or two of them. I think one of them didn't feel it or what have you but i think i i hit two of them and then one finally got me and was like dude are you there the whole time I'm like yeah i know i'm <laughs> there the whole time <laughs> i was there yep I was oh definitely... man yeah it, it was hilarious I, I love that one um and yeah you behind that tiny tree you were just chilling there waiting it was, it was a good one this is horrible like <laughs> but it, it worked out pretty okay i guess i don't know i would have liked if they came out and took the bait a little bit more where they were just broad in the middle of that little clearing like that would have been ace i actually learned about my pistol that day like that was the first time i really used it so the shots like were still i was still figuring it out kind of but that thing shoots far for a stock pistol i was very surprised i have the we galaxy high kappa it shoots like insanely far for a pistol like, I remember you showing me uh, when we were shooting down that one trail, man. That was an easy, you know, 140 feet that I saw that really, pop. It's crazy. And I was only running, I think, like two fives. Like, I think it'll hop three O's. Like, it's over hopping two fives, but I oh, think it'll hop. I believe it. I believe it. Now, uh, <laughs> Pistols and I have a, a rough um, history, uh, as Matt will quickly inform just about anybody. Um, I get killed by pistols almost more than I get killed by primaries. It's like my bane, <laughs> if you will. Um, but Matt, how about you? Did you have any uh, special moments you wanted to talk about? As a, a CEO, did you still get to get in there for some action? Oh yeah, um, like like Mike, I, I just I love the wide flanks. So I I would we weren't doing them very often except the Russian side. So I would just pick people and be like, let's go. We just keep trying to push, because uh, I mean, uh, as well as the U.S. was doing on the fort, we needed to be able to hit them from the side and to and draw some attention. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, that wooden fort. So for for anyone who hasn't been to CZ for context, in like almost the dead middle of the field that they've developed so far is this 
awesome log cabin style fortress. It's it's really really cool. Natural cover all around it. Um, but if you're trying to attack this thing, it's extremely difficult. There's only like two good angles where you can have high ground to be able to push in. You know, Obi Wan style. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the chuckle. <laughs> but um. That, that fort is so much fun, but it also draws a lot of attention. So those flanking moves really, I think, not to exaggerate, but those flanks saved scabs during this event. If it weren't for those flanks, U.S. would have broken us for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, we were just basically like a, just a, whatever, carousel or whatever. People just flanking to hit the backsides of it, dying, then going back. Just like all day, almost. It's like all almost all we were doing. Live, die, shoot, repeat. <laughs> or wait, wait. Yeah, well, I just did just either take it or hold it. That's all we did all day. That's scav life, baby. What are hey, we I, about? Hey, hey, there we, we go. Learn, Advertise. We did learn that we need to start carrying more uh, toxic smokes, I believe. <sighs> and water. <laughs> hey. I think we did as well as we did last thing because we, we brought water or had water available at least. Yeah, you bring that cooler of water was clutch. We also yeah. had ice cubes in our hat as well. <laughs> <laughs> that came in clutch. If anybody listening like wants to know, I'm a bigger guy. Like I'm six five, like heavier guy. Ice cubes in my hat was so good. Like I think that's what kept me in the game for as long as I was in the game for like it, it, so good. Well, I feel like I just learned a life tip I've been missing my whole life. What? <laughs> so literally, like you just put ice cubes in your hat and put the hat on your head? So I have this boonie hat that has mesh. So that's, I guess, the trick is you got to have a boonie hat that has mesh on the inside. Even if you don't, just dump it ice in like it's a bucket and then kind of tip your head into it and put it on. But there was times where I was like deep in the forest and I'm like sweating to beat the band. And I would just feel a cold drip go down my face, and it was just revitalizing. I'm like, okay, you're going down, buddy. <laughs> like, you don't know it yet, but I'm going to get you. <laughs> Man, and I thought my ice plates were cool. Okay, okay, so I, I am changed hey. now. I, I'll tell you what, though. The, that ice trick would have come in handy uh, this past Saturday, actually, at Roanoke. Um, so Roanoke had an event called Genesis Dawn. It's a, a role-play game where uh, they set it into, like, Fallout-themed post-apocalyptic. Um, I was there with URA. We were running Powder Town, but it was so hot there. Uh, it, it was... It, I could have used the breeze for sure, but my role let me kind of walk around. I was like a traveling trader. So that movement, that airflow kind of helped keep me from fogging up. But it didn't keep me from sweating, I'll tell you that. Yeah, but at least you don't have to wear all that heavy kit doing Genesis. This is true. I went real simple, man. I was wearing like a, a vest, a hat, and some leather slings. Like super simple for that one. Yeah. Now that was a, that was a cool event. Um, I'm usually not like much of the the RPG game kind of person. I don't play very many. Um, so that was my first uh, at Roanoke, but I enjoyed that. I'm definitely going to the next one. Um, but while I was at Genesis Dawn, uh, there were some big things happening over in the Richmond area. So, River City Airsoft had a soft opening, a play test, if you will, and both of y'all were there, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, for the Saturday, yes. 
So fill us in, man, for those of us who weren't there, how did things go? What was the layout like? Matt, I think you should go first, man. You were there for Saturday, and I think that that energy, you, you, you'll capture that energy good for Saturday. And I've, I've got some stories about Sunday you can take, or I'll take them. All right. Well, like I said, Saturday was more of a test day than a game day. We did play lots of different games. Um, capture the flag, bomb, deathmatch, which they were all fun there. It's got, I like the fact that at the field, I can be Jeffy and do SMG. Or I can take my M2W and tag people all the way on the other side of the building. In the same, in the same, in the same sections. So, I mean, that was great. Running around, there's so many places to hide. So many places for just like tight corner CQB, uh, which was fun and, and painful. I got tagged in the elbow by the Kiltonator. Uh-oh. Hey, it was a good hit, though. I loved it. Um, also, I think when, every time I go back now, I will be wearing a mask, even though I hate them. Uh, like 90% of my hits were in my face. It's so hard in those CQB environments. That's why I wear the cloth mask usually when I'm in a CQB, but every now and again I'll pop the mesh if it's getting particularly spicy. Well, most of these were like um, 50 to 100 foot engagements probably where I was getting tagged in the face. And I, and I couldn't complain because I don't like wearing masks. It's part of the game, and I know how hard my M4 hits. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I know how hard it hits as well. Trust me on that. So, I mean, it was great. And, you know, we had um, a couple of uh, speed softers there. And true to what Alicia said, they were playing to the best of their ability, given muscle memory, non-speed soft with the game. And it was really nice. Oh, you're talking about that uh, excessive trigger feathering, you know, yeah, really high rate nobody, of fire. Yeah, I mean, they're firing faster. But, I mean, we got to in addition to being able to see the field, make suggestions about the field, uh, and they we, we, they stopped a few times and moved stuff around for cover where there was issues with it, and we're making adjustments on the fly on the field. That's really cool. Uh, which was very cool, but we did the same thing with, like, nailing down questions on, like, rules. Like, there was a kid going around, and he was good, so I'm not going to take any, I'm not going to disparage his name at all. Um, but he was going around corners really fast. He was a speed softer and tagging us. And I told him good job because he took out like six guys, okay? So that was pretty oppressive. But he was firing like ass. He was going around the corners. So, you know, we just had to nail down was that blind firing or, or you know, they call it pre-firing. And they decided yeah. that. So, I mean, so they nailed it down. And it was annoying initially because from the way I've played games and most fields I go to, that would be considered blind fire. Yeah, it's unexpected. It's a shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they so they talked about that for a good 10, 15 minutes, you know, them trying to decide how they were going to rule on that. And uh, they did, you know, and I'm sure when you go there, they'll explain the rules better than I would. But after that, uh, it's not annoying when you know what the rules are. If you're like, okay, this can happen, it's not annoying. It's annoying when it happens. Yeah, yeah, Herx, that understanding. Yeah, Herx getting hit the six or seven times still. Yeah. But it's not, but it's not annoying that it happens because okay, well this is allowed as the rule said. It's not them blind fire. Okay, fine. And you know, 
it was all good after that. I mean, that, I mean, the kid does pretty good. He's, I don't know, like, I can't judge AJ. He's got to be like 14, though. He's a monster. Absolute monster, man. <laughs> like, I've, yeah. I've been in the game since 2006, and I've only seen, like, that level of talent maybe three times. That kid, if he if he pursues it, he's going somewhere. Yeah, like I said, he's like 14, 15, something. He's pretty young. But yeah, dude, like I said, dude, he took out like six of us, and we were paying attention. He swept, for sure. He swept us like maybe twice, I think, that whole day. But that that's significant for a kid his age. He's fast, man. It's hard to keep up with him. He's fast. His, his, his aim is good. PID is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy's good. The kid's good. Matt, earlier you mentioned that you're using SMG and a longer range MTW build. So, was there like a variety of cover, uh, all CQB, or how how did that look? Um, so around the end, it's like a, it's like a, I would if you're looking top down, it's like a target. There's a large structure in the middle, which is all CQB. Then there's open areas around it, then along the edges for now, before they, you know, yeah, you can do it either way from those, because they got the windows so you can hit farther, there's areas on like, uh, definitely the one side against the wall, where you can go through the different corners and never leave the wall or cover, and that's actually where I got hit in the elbow, because I was, I had switched my pistol to go through there, and then I took out like, a few like two or three of their guys pushed too far without looking i got over focused and that's when i got hit in the elbow from like three feet away maybe so mike you said that you were there uh the next day after um was gameplay still happening that day after yeah so actually so i was there both days and i learned quite a bit about myself on those two days. So I was there Saturday and Sunday and I told myself going in, I'm one of the guys on the build team. So I told myself going in that I, I'm I'm not going to play both days. I'm not going to play both days. And I get there and sure enough, I played both days, like (laughs) equally hard. Like I was going in. So yeah, it's to, I guess, elaborate on the angles that um, Matt was talking about. So there are a lot of longer angles um, and there are a lot of shorter angles. We like, we tried to keep everything square as we could um, upon with the building. I think we wanted to keep a uh, symmetrical as much as we could. Um, so when we did that, it, it'll. It, I wanted to eliminate the three lane Call of Duty map theme that a lot of fields have because I find that to be really infuriating for my style of play but very very good very predictable very predictable so i have a very tactical mindset when it comes to cqb and it's something i've i've really been into so yeah with building the field we kind of took everything into account there was days where we brought guns in and we actually would would pile off corners and check angles and you know, use points of reference all over the field to make sure that everything was symmetrical, but also playable, very playable. Um, but yeah, I was definitely, I was there both days and the flow of Saturday was very interesting. There were a few speed softers there. Um, 
speedy, man. They were quick, but this field is, I feel, and I may be biased, but I feel this field is very even for both play styles for speed. And they say Milsim very loosely. Um, but, I'm going to have to agree with that assessment. I, like, yeah. like you said, we have both types of players there. Like I'm an almost exclusively outdoor Milsim white guy. And then yeah. you have the speed softers. I still felt I was indoor CQBing against that kind of player, but not outclassed by them, except for the fact that, you know, they probably play more than I do. So they probably <laughs> outclassed me anyway. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I, I mean, they were, I was tagging them as often as they were tagging me, more oh, or less. And it, it, felt, it was great. So I they, was, getting swept for one time was annoying, but otherwise I felt like it was really well balanced. Yeah, once we cleaned up some rules, I think that we established this is what this means. I think that really changed the metrics and made it more fair. I think that's really what RCA stands for is, is making sure it's a fair, even environment for everyone, not just the, the high tier, you know, operators, but also the, the mid-level. You know, I think that, that it's a fair trade. You know, there's risk and reward on both sides for being – slow and methodic Milson player and being speedy go 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 speed soft player there, there's always risk and reward on both sides and I think that this field captures that very well um, but yeah Sunday was to I guess to elaborate on Sunday how it played I played every game both days and I had it's probably the most fun I've had um, I don't know how you're still walking bro Woo. I'm feeling it buddy let me tell you but um yeah, I, ju- I think I just had fun. I was definitely coated in uh, icy hot and biofreeze the next day. From head- <laughs> but it played, it was electric. The field was electric. I mean, it, it, it was fun. It was the airsoft that I know and love when it comes to CQB. Like I said, I'm an old school player from like 2006. I've been on and off since 2006, and I've seen a lot of different plays. And I think so far... There's only been one other field that played the same way, and it was TRU and Midlothian, that which they're no more. But it was an awesome field, awesome community, and that played very close. I think obviously RCA is a little better because I can go there, you know. But <laughs> um, it was electric, man. It was so fun. Like we had on Sunday, we had um, seven or eight speed softers there, and I think we chose. Um, the ref chose to split them up pretty evenly based off of what we know skill-wise of these guys. Some of these guys have been playing for a long time. Like, those Tier 6 guys are insane. Oh, my goodness. I love watching the videos. It is so fun. Like, and it's so fun to play against them because it challenges you in ways, like, for me, it's challenged me in ways that I've never been challenged. It's like, how do I I beat these guys, man? Because they're good. Like... (laughs) So, but that's what Sunday was full of. Sunday was full of how do I beat these guys? So we split them up pretty even, and it turned out to be really good. But what what we found was, you know, there was times where the close quarters Milsim stuff kicked in, and there was times where it was speed softers took over, which it, it was even, it just beautifully even. Like I don't know how else to really word it. But no, that's perfect. Having that hybrid field layout where you have super tight CQBs in the middle. You have some lanes where Speedsoft can kind of take over, but you've also got some really good fire points for your slower Milson guys. It's 
that, that hybrid. I mean, it just depends on game mode and how flow works with each match. So there's going to be give and take. But from the sound of things, it's, the balancing is really coming in clutch with this setup. Super balanced. I mean, there's there's a time and there's videos on the RCA chat where if you go in the RCA chat under pictures and videos, I think it's called, there's a video of me popping out of a window to get a speed guy that's holding an angle. And it's like that. <laughs> yeah, would, you like, you like leaned out with your gun. Yeah, I like, it was like a drive through window. I leaned out and was like, welcome to Good Burger. Pop. <laughs> it was so good, dude. Like, so fun. Oh, welcome to Good Burger. I, I appreciate that reference. That was a good one. <laughs> the uh, So I guess just to summarize, the atmosphere there is very much what y'all were aiming for then, that balanced, cohesive gameplay. We want it to be fun for everybody. Yeah, I think that, that really we, as in, I mean, the build team and the management of that field, we're looking for the future of Airsoft. Like we're, we're really trying to build Airsoft and move it forward. You know, I, I think that um, through the, you know, I, I've been saying this since day one, since I've been on the build team, is that this field is going to be by airsofters for airsofters. And I think I'm a player above all else. They kind of named me the foreman of the operation. Like, hey, you're the guy, you know what you're talking about. Let's build what you want to build. And I think, like, I don't want to say I'm taking credit for all of it because everyone put in so much work, but as a collective, I think we captured something beautiful. It's such a good field, and I think I'm I'm very proud of what it's become, you know, for both parties, new and old, you know. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to be able to get to play there. And I, I guess on, on that tangent, when, when can we play there? When can us peons uh, expect for that grand opening? You guys aren't peons at all. We're the we're, – we're, <laughs> you guys – who we're doing this for we love everybody that comes in so i think what what the boss is shooting for is a july 9th open um as a grand opening um it seems like she wants to do some form of um potentially catering um so it's it's a grand event like there's going to be a lot of stuff happening it's going to be madness but um something to expect is a lot of players itching ready to play and one thing that is definitely expected and very well appreciated is just is patience i think um we're all getting back into this sport and something that i learned on saturday and sunday is that we're all out of shape we have not (laughs) healed since valhalla closed and we're all getting back into it and i mean learning to run the field, learning to play the field. All of us are still learning. So I think really it's when the grand opening comes, it's going to be awesome. And we're going to need all of you, the listeners and the players and everything to, to uh, come out and enjoy. And I think it's going to be an awesome experience. So yeah, July 9th, mark your calendars. I think we're going to do the big shebang on uh, July 9th. Heck yeah, y'all heard it from the man himself. So where are the outlets where we can be receiving upcoming news on RCA? Where should we be monitoring? So I think it would be a wise idea to keep your eyes on uh, the announcements or news of the RCA Discord. Um, If 
you're not a part of the Discord, definitely get over there. Definitely get on the Facebook. We also have an Instagram as well. Um, joining up on those, you'll receive invites. You'll receive what you need to know. So I think that'd be the best place is Discord, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, y'all definitely need to get get on that. I, I can say the uh, the Discord community is hilarious. Uh, those guys are a trip. Um, love them, love them to death. Uh, but yeah, uh, lots coming up in the future. We're very excited. Um, and best believe that uh, we'll be keeping y'all in the loop on URA's P talk. Everybody have a great day. <laughs>